Morning, everyone. Hope everyone have a wonderful day and uh, take advantage of your vacation time to learn more Torah. So we are in the second tra- chapter of Hagiga on 12a on the top. So yesterday we learned that you're not allowed to. The Mishnah says you're not allowed to discuss. You're not allowed to discuss the illicit relations with three students or more. Only with two. Then when the teacher will learn with one, the other one has no choice, he has no one to schmooze with, he's going to pay attention and listen to everything that's said. The science and the nature that Amram explains, that you should teach, you can teach the one, and even if someone can't understand it on his own, you can teach him and educate him. And, you know, it's deep stuff, so make sure to focus on one student and teach him well. But when it comes to Kabbalah, the chariots, the vision of the chariots and Kabbalah and mysticism and spirituality, that you should only teach, you shouldn't even teach to one unless he can understand it on his own. So you just give him a general teaching and he can already, he'll be able to figure it out, he'll be able to understand it, understand it um, on his own. the source, why all the limitations of Kabbalah, why all the limitations, you, you know, to teach, you have to be 40, and you have to know the whole Shas, and you have to be married, and you have to be stable, and that would exclude almost all of us. <laughs> uh, all the limitations, tremendous limitations, boundaries are created before you study Kabbalah. It's very profound stuff. It's very powerful stuff. Like, uh, imagine you allow a doctor to give out the drugs, you know, doesn't know what he's doing, you can kill someone. Someone hangs up a shingle, and he says, he calls himself an alternative doctor. You know, you're playing with very powerful forces. If you don't know what you do, if you know what you're doing, it's amazing the things you can do. But if not, you can look at the Kabbalah center. You can you can mess you can mess up with people's faith. You can mess thing you're messing with very profound so things. Curious answer. Well that's the that's the the parable that uh, Rabbi Hashish Falter just gave, that the Alter Rabbi gave. In other words, the same Hashem who wrote in this title all these restrictions, you know that in today's situation when the prince is about to die assimilate. And all it takes is one generation and 3,800 years of Jewish history is gone, lost. All that, self, all that sacrifice down the toilet, down the drain, because he intermarried, he's cut himself off, it's finished, it's over. So to save the prince, Hashem says, are you kidding me? Take the crown jewel, rub it, destroy it, maybe a drop will get in and will revive my son and bring him back to his father in heaven and wake him up. So that's, that's Hashem, that's more important. So Hashem wants us to. We have to aggressively learn Hasidus. We have to aggressively teach Hasidus and communicate Hasidus. That's what Hashem wants. What do you mean? He says in his Torah, don't. We just learn in the Mishnah. But this, if you understand Hashem, you know what Hashem would want today because it's a different situation. Hashem doesn't have to tell you. You can figure it out. Hello, my son is about to die. What are you worrying about? All these restrictions. Save his life. He says when you teach, when you teach about the world, don't certain things now teach. And I have to inquire about things that are beyond human comprehension. What's before time? What's after time? What's above the world? What's after the world? Yeah. Okay. Now we continue on top of page twelve. A hash. Then those okay. Look, you more hash. Now we say Hashemai. We say Hashemai. Now the Brayse says you're not allowed to inquire beyond the boundaries of the world because it says from one end of heaven to the other end of heaven. Why do I, why does the Pasuk have to tell me that from the beginning, from when Hashem created man on earth, you're allowed to inquire even before man was created, from the beginning of creation, not only from Friday, from the beginning of creation. 
He reached from the earth to the sky. From the day that Hashem created Adam, Allah Adetz. From the day that Hashem created the person, Allah Adetz, until Mitzel Adam, Allah Adetz, and Mitzel Hashemayim, to the end, and until the heavens. Chivan Shasada, but after. After Sadach literally means he soured. He, after he sinned with the, with the tree, with the, eating from the fruit, Hashem put his hand in him, he diminished him. Then it says, It says until you Later, and then before, you form me, and then you put your hand on top of me. In other words, twice I was formed. First, he was created as Adam. Image of Hashem, very lofty. He was a big, and big, then, big, big. and then Hashem like like lowered him down. It says when the Malach and the Medrash the Malachim saw Adam, they they bowed down. They thought he was God because nothing like Adam, nothing like man exists in the universe. Because everything in the universe is one dimensional: animals, angels. A man is a microcosm. We contain everything within us: the right and the left, and the brain and the heart and the and the physical and. It's like we are a slice of the whole entire universe. So even though we're finite, but we're like a reflection of the infinite. That's why it's like from here to the sky. Adam is, is like, a, like a giant. And then Hashem, as a result of the sin, he became egotistical and self-conscious. Everything was reduced. His whole stature, his whole being, everything was reduced. We almost became like a caricature of our previous self. What a giant he was. One sin of his affected the whole universe. <laughs> One little thing, and the whole universe was diminished. Again, he's the microcosm. He was diminished. The whole universe became diminished. Hashem shrunk. The whole universe became demoted and degraded. from one end of the world to the other. It says, from the day... From the day that Hashem created Adam on the earth, till from the edge, from one end of the heaven to the other. Once he soured and he sinned, Hashem put his hand and shrunk him. You put your hand on me, and um, it says Adam was able to see from one end of the world to the other. He had like his extra vision. You know, Adam was was in a different level. And then everything became diminished. If that's the case, so the verses contradict each other. Here you say, here you say, on an earth until the end of heavens. But then you say, from one end of heaven to the other end of heaven. So in the beginning it seems like he reached from the earth till heaven. And then you say, not only till heaven, to the end of heaven. The distance between earth and the sky and the distance from one end of heaven to the other end of heaven is the same measurement. So they're saying the same thing. He created all the malaadas till heaven, and then from, which is the same amount as from one end of within heaven itself, from one end of heaven to the other end of heaven. So Adam is a microcosm of everything, the whole universe, not only the earth, but even the heavens. 
That's why we contain within us all the four um, categories of life, of existence in this world: the inanimate, the organic. Yeah. The, you have the here, and yeah. you have you have the, and then you have the life, the life force, the chai, the animal within us, and you have the the human. We are a microcosm of everything, and we have the angelic within us. We have the heavens. Everything is contained within us. Ten things were created on the first day. Shemayim it's heaven and earth. You might explain what that, what that is. Chaos and light and darkness. Seven and eight. Ruach breath and water. Midas yem, midas laila, day and night. So altogether, ten things. It's a busy day. Ten things were created on the first day. So the 24-hour period started in the first day of creation. Ashra says because because Hashem because Hashem created the world with ten utterances with the ten svirot these are the building blocks of creation so these ten things correspond with the building blocks these are the ingredients in which Hashem creates the world so Shemayim it how do we know the first day the very first pasuk in the beginning Hashem created heaven and earth. Even though Rashi says in the beginning when he created Shemayim Vardis. Okay, fine, but Shemayim Vardis was is, is right there in the beginning. The Big Bang. Then he says, it says, it says, the world was in Tayyub Because it says, there was darkness on the, on the surface of the deep. Or, the very first day Hashem said there should be light. So there was darkness and light. Breath and water. And the breath of Hashem hovered on the surface of the water. So we know there's water and there's, and there's, there's breath. It was evening and it was morning and it was one day. Toyu is a green line that encircles the entire world. From this line, from this line, darkness emerges. It says, it says, it says in Psalm 18, Yashas Cheshach, he makes darkness his concealment around it. So we see that darkness surrounds the heavens. Bayu, what does Bayu mean? Elavonim, Amufulamais. Bayu refers to the damp stones. Amushukois, Batoyin, that are sunk in the deep. Shemehen Yetzis Mayin. With these stones, water emerges. Remember, it says, it says in Isaiah, He shall extend upon it the line of Toyu, Kav. So we see that Toyu is a Kav, a line, and the stones of Boyu. Obviously, this is all Kabbalistic. You know, it says, it says study the Agadita, because most secrets of the Torah you're going to find in the Agadita. This is all very mystical, uh, mystical illusions. 
green line, damp stones. Um, that goes with the story. It's about this, that the Kav, the whole world, is, is like a line. After the Timtum, there was a Timtum, and there was a darkness, and then out of the darkness came this line of light and everything in, in this empty space that Hashem created and he surrounds the empty space and then there's a line that comes down and, 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 and it's, it's hidden so I'm saying all these things really make sense if you study the Kabbalah otherwise it's just words you know spiritual physics yeah, metaphysics. Yeah, never metaphysics had yeah. in life. There would be no space for anything else. There wouldn't be any freedom of choice. If everything was clear, you know, the darkness. But actually it says the darkness of this world comes from the darkness of Hashem. The darkness of Hashem is very positive. Things that are light and clear, it's very superficial. You can talk about things that are very superficial. So try talking about very deep feelings that you can't even put into words. That's what I mean, darkness. I, it's so deep, it's so infinite and undefined. I, I, I don't, I'm a loss of words. I don't have words. Words are too narrow to contain it. So that's a positive darkness. That's reality. That's, that's the source of reality. Everything that's light and illuminated and clear and you speak so easily about, that's nothing. That's, that's surface. The light was created the first day. It says, Hashem set the sun and the moon on the fourth day. It was day and evening on the fourth, on the fourth day. So, so it came on the fourth day. Light, as we know it, it comes from the sun reflecting the moon, reflected by the moon and the day and night. So it was the fourth day. What do you mean the first day? He might answer because Rabbi Lazar, like Rabbi Lazar said, I'm Rabbi Lazar. The light that Hashem created was a different type of light. It's not the level of light that we see today. Not the, the spectrum, it's not the yeah, the spectrum of light that we see is on the lowest level. Higher levels of spectrum, there's so many beyond that that we, the naked eye can't see. Adam was able to see on the highest spectrum, a different light. And that light he was able to see from one end, of, physically with his eyes, he was able to see one end of the world to the other. When Hashem saw, look at the evil that's going to come, the generations of the Mabel of the flood and the Tower of Babel. The deeds are perverse. He hid it. Where did he hide it? It says, where did he hide the light in the book of Zoyar? That said, the Walshemtiv would look in the Zoyar and he would see from one physically see one end of the world to the other. He would tell people where the lost donkey is or where where the stolen object is or where. He was able to see physically from one end of the world to the other. Because if you're able to see the light, the light that Hashem, that Adam Rishon was able to see, he hid in the Zayar, and those, were, those like the Baal Shem Tov. He was physically able to see. There was a Tzadik, the Chayzeh, was a Rebbe, it was called the Chayzeh of Lublin. He was a seer. He was able to see like hundreds of miles, physically. He can see hundreds of miles around. He had like an x-ray vision. But what is the relation to the Zohar that he's able to see? Oh, because if the light, the light that Hashem created in the beginning of creation, that lit up the world in the beginning, was a different, different, um, a different quality of light. Not the light that we see is on the lowest end of the spectrum. It was on a different spectrum. You see a whole different, he's able to see everything. We should be so it says, that light was withheld from the wicked. 
Light is out from the wicked. Or the Miganzu, who did Hashem hide the light for? The Tzadikim lost love. It's Tzadikim in the future. Remember it says, Hashem saw the light and was good. Good refers to a righteous person. Shnemer says, Imru Tzadik Say the Tzadik about the Tzadik that is good. Hashem saw that it should be reserved. It's a Erkitev, that Er is reserved for the Toy, for the Tzadik who's good, whose essence is good, his being is good. That's the Tzadik. Mashiach will come, Ba'amekul and Tzadik, and we're all going to be on the level of a Tzadik. We no longer have a Yetzahadra. Not only we'll do good, today we're also doing good, but then we'll be good. Shem it says, Imre Tzadik, Yitev, Kirin Shara, Er Shagantos, Tikim Semech. Hashem saw the light was hidden, but the righteous Hashem was happy. Shem it says, Er Tzadikim Yismach. It says in Proverbs, Shleiman Mel says, the light of the righteous is gladdened, it gladdens Hashem. But it's answering two different lights. The fourth light, the light, the fourth day Hashem created the sun and the moon. That's a different light. That's an hour spectrum, it's in the lowest level of the spectrum. We can see light. Here we're talking about a whole different level of light, a whole different uh, and Hashem hid it after the seven days of creation, Hashem hid it. Other magician was there. The whole, the whole, the whole seven days of creation. I mean, other magician was able to see it in the beginning. Till he sim. Wait, wait, wait. wait. The Gemara says, "This is an argument amongst the noyim." We learn the Brayse. Oyusha Barakash Baruch Hu Medishin Adam Tzeif Mabim Tzeif Elamat Tzeif Diver Biyakim Tzeif Biyakim's opinion that the light Hashem created on the first day, Adam was able to use it. The rabbis say, Light refers to the sun and the moon that was created on the first day. It was only suspended in the fourth day. In other words, the, first, the sun and the moon, the light was there from day one. That light. He's referring to the light, the same light that we have. But the sun and the moon, it wasn't the fixed. Like the sun is in the morning. Yeah, yeah, and that's when he fixed it. The sun and day and the Wednesday. Hashem created the world with ten things. These are the ingredients of creation, the building blocks of creation. The ten spheres. Wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Chabad. Always start with Chabad. With strength. With rebuke. With might. With tzedek. With righteousness. With justice. With chesed. With kindness. With compassion. Now this corresponds to the ten spheres. Mentioned in the first Kabbalistic work written by Avraham Avinu, Sefer Sefer Aboyer, Mr. Sefer Yitzida. Then it's written Sefer Aboyer. It was written by the Mechuni Akonah in the Zoyer. Here it's a different different terminology than he uses here in the Gemara. You have to leave for the Kabbalah. Okay. Your mother says, where do we know this from? With wisdom and with insight to see it. And by the way, the, the, the famous analogy that Meitra Kurdavido gives, Ramak, it's like, it's like you take, Hashem is infinite, Hashem is undefined, Hashem is, is not, uh, can't divide Hashem into ten. But just like you take, uh, you take the water, water is colorless. And you put it into ten different colored glasses. Or you take light, and the light shines through different colored glasses. Now I see a blue light, a green light, a red light. The light does not change. The light is not affected. The light didn't change, become red or blue or green. But the effect of the light. 
So the Sviris are through which Hashem, the effect of the light, so the effect of Hashem is we see Hashem's kindness, Hashem's love, Hashem's might, Hashem's brilliance and wisdom. Hashem himself is infinite and undefined and indivisible. But Hashem uh, emanates from within himself and express, and we see the effect of, it appears, Hashem is chesed, Hashem is kachma, Hashem is chesed, etc. Merciful, he's all Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, Hashem founded the earth with wisdom. He established the heaven with inside. The chachma, the highest level, reaches all the way to the earth. Like sight, which is deeper than hearing, listening, reaches all the way to the physical. I see something physical. Bidas, with understanding, as if it says in the next verse, in Proverbs, Bidaite, Tahim is Nifko, through understanding, the depth were, were, were split. With strength and with might, as if it says, it says in Psalms, in Psalms 65, Hashem sets mountains with his strength. Nezer is girded with might. Begodah with rebuke. The it says. It says in Job. In Eiv. Pillars of the heaven shudder. The Yismu like a shocked by his rebuke. Migarose. Okay, how do we see this has to do with creation? The Gemara will explain. The Tzedek of a Mishpat with righteousness and justice. See if it says, says in Psalm, Psalm 89, said the Gomishpat Mechen Kisecha, righteousness and justice are your throne's foundation. Chesed of Rachamim, see if it says, Cheir Hashem, Cheir Hashem, Chesedacha Gimelum Hem. It says in Psalm, Psalm 25, we say it every morning in Tachnon, Cheir Hashem, Chesedacha Gimelum Hem. Remember your compassion, Shem, your kindness, but they are time immemorial, meaning all the way, all the way from the beginning of creation. It was expanding like two un- unraveling balls of warp thread. You know, it's in a ball, then you unwrap it. Rebuked the world and brought it to a stop. Hashem limited the world. That's what it means. The pillars of the heaven shudder. And we're shocked by his rebuke. No, they were ready to continue. Because Hashem is infinite. Everything he does is infinite. So even, even the finite worlds would have also been infinite, like continued. Why only ten spheres? I mean, it could be infinite spheres. It could be a thousand spheres. We could only imagine five... We only know five... We have five senses. Try imagining a seventh sense. We can. Hashem is limited to five senses. You could have created ten senses. You could have created twenty, a hundred, a thousand, infinite. So Hashem had to put a limit. He yelled and he put a limit to it. What does it mean that I am Kel Shakai? It says in Bereshis. Hashem tells, tells Yaakov, Ani Kel Shakai. So he says, I am the one who said, that I told my world enough. Enough. It's Hashem's limiting ability, just like Hashem's ability. To be infinite, Hashem is not lacking in anything. He also has the ability to limit himself. That itself is an expression of Hashem's infinity. He's so infinite that he's not limited to being infinite. <laughs> infinity is also a limitation. Hashem could also limit. And that's one of the seven names of Hashem. When Hashem created the ocean, He expanded. Until Hashem 
rebuked it and it dried it. It says, Goyer Bayam Bayam Shev Honor is Hechriv. It says in Nachum, Prophet Nachum, that all he rebuked the seas and makes it dry and all the rivers he parched. From the Rabban and the Rabbis learn, that first Hashem created heaven, then He created earth. Shanam says right in the opening verse, in the beginning, first Hashem created heaven, and then He created the earth. Or in the beginning, when He created heaven and earth, first or heaven and then earth. First the earth was created, and then the heaven. Because it says, it says in the Pasuk, it says in, in, in Genesis, later on in Genesis, the day that Hashem created, first earth and then heaven. According to you, Adam bein the aliyah, achak bein the bayis. Does it make sense? First, you build an upper floor, and then you build the the the. First, you have to start from the bottom up. First, you build the foundation and the first floor, and you build on top of it. So first comes earth, and on top of it, you build the heaven. Um, yeah, bein the bayis. It says the heavens are like an upper floor. That's what it says in the pasuk. The heavens are like it says in Amis and Prophet Amis. The heavens are like an upper floor, and he founded his group, his group, his people, living creatures on, on this earth. I let it see Sada. So that's the foundation, and that's the ground floor. And on top of it, you build the upper floor. So first you create earth, then you create heaven. According to you. First you make a footstool, and then you make a chair. It says, it says in Isaiah, the end of Isaiah, so Hashem says, Heaven is my throne, earth is my footstool. So first you're going to make a footstool, then the throne. First you make the throne, first you make heaven, and then you make the footstool. And the rabbis uh, disagree with both of them. They say, They were created simultaneously. It says, Hashem says, My hand laid the foundation of the earth, and my, my left hand and my right hand measured the heavens. And I call them and they stand together. Together means they were created at the same time. Heaven and earth, that's like he said earlier, the heaven and earth were like two balls that were expanding at the same time. Two balls, one heaven and one earth. And Hashem created a limit for both of them. This argument explains all the arguments and shots between Hillel and Shammai. This is the underpinning for all their arguments. Every single argument of Hillel and is based on this principle. It's a fundamental, different way of looking at this world, liberal or conservative. By the way, for Jews, for Jews, liberal is the right hand, the right. The, you know, we read from right to left. The Goyim, everything is upside down, left to right. <laughs> so by them, the liberal are the left and the conservative are the right. By us, the liberal, Hillel, is the right hand. And Shammai is the left hand. The Gevur are conservative. Two different approaches to life. Hashem created both. They're, they're two different, they're both emmas. One is from the top down, one is from the bottom up. 
Shammai looks at this world a conservative perspective from the top down. Hillel looks at this world from the bottom up, and that's the argument that Rav Which is more important, the action or the potential? The, the inner or the, or the action, the result, the, 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 the action. Hillel always says it's, you have to look at the practice, at the action. And Shammai says, no, it's the potential. You always have to look because the whole purpose of man is the whole purpose of man is that you have to you have to change this world. You have to transform this world. That's like fire. You have to change. You have to change the world. The physical world has to become heaven. You have to take this world and make it into heaven. That's the purpose. You have to take the, the potential and actualize the potential. And that's why Shammai is very few. Because very few people actualize their potential. Shammai didn't have a big following. <laughs> like Yitzhak, they you know, didn't have a big following. How many people are heroic? How many people climb Mount Everest? How many people actualize their potential? The Gemara says one in a thousand. Most people are barely scratching the surface of their potential. There's such a, a vast gap, a Grand Canyon, you know, actual potential. That's the tragedy of life. That's the, that's the meaning of exile. We're so disconnected from who we are, from our potential. It's a tragedy. That's exile. The Shammai is the one is all about perfection and actualizing your potential with the actual matches and lives up to and reaches and rises above and climbs the mountain and you reach, you reach the potential. That's, that's Shammai. So, the, so, so the, the main purpose is, the focus is heaven. The earth is merely a footstool in order to reach, in order to get to heaven, that the earth should become heaven. Hillel is the exact opposite. Hill says, no, the whole purpose is this world. The whole purpose is to bring it down into this world. So wait a it's second. the action. So you're, in a sense you're saying... Mashiach will come when the world will come actualized. Right. There will no longer be any exile. There will no longer be any dis- dissonance, disconnecting our potential and our actual. Then, the, then we'll follow Shammah. And the rabbis say, we do both together. You have to have both together. You have to have both together. It's the same thing. Yeah. Anyway, it's a very deep, profound, very fascinating discussion. According to Hillel and Shammai, what are you going to do with Yachta? It says in the Pasuk, Hashem, it seems like Hashem created both together. But answer is, it means they can't slip away from each other. Words, you have to integrate the two. No, you have to have heaven. You can't have heaven without earth, and you can't have earth without heaven. So the purpose, according to Hillel, the purpose is the action. But you also need heaven because of the action is the deed that matters most. In Yiddishkeit, it's the deed. It's all about getting the job done, the deed. But you also need heaven. Yeah. You have to be refined. You have to have kavana. You have to be spiritual. You have to be sensitive. You have to do it with love. And you have to have all the heavenly attributes. Heaven is very important. You can't have one without the other. But the question is, which one is primary? That's why he says, Yachtav means they come together. Just the question of which is primary. By the way, everyone agrees that practically first Hashem created heaven and then earth. The whole earth is a reflection of the heaven. We're like a, a materialization of the spiritual. The question is in purpose. What's the ultimate purpose? What did Hashem have in mind? In thought, Hashem had a mind first the earth, because that was the purpose. Because He wanted earth, that's why He created heaven in order to get the earth. And according to Shammai, no, the whole purpose is heaven, that the earth should reach to heaven and become heaven. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so the mother says, 
How about Hillel and Shammai? Each one bring a verse to support their opinion. First Pasuk in the Torah says, first Hashem created heaven and earth, and later on, right away, second Pasuk says, in the day Hashem created the earth and heaven. So it's a contradiction. According to both of them, it's a contradiction. How do they explain the other Pasuk? Yeah, but how do you explain the other Pasuk? I'm going there's no question when he was created, first Hashem created the heavens, and that's the earth. There's no argument about it. But when he set them in place, he first set the earth, first he set the earth. Almost like a puzzle. You separate all the pieces out, and then what's the first thing you put up? The, the border, right? Right, so... Then you work your way in, right? Practically, of course, the heaven came first. This, the, the body is just a materialization of the spiritual. So first comes the heaven and then comes the earth, the physical. But the question is, which one, which one is primary, <coughs> right? Which one is the purpose? Which one is the motivation? What's the goal? What's the end? Okay. The mother says, My Shemayim. What Shemayim? It's Rechanina Shemayim. It's water. In Shemayim, that's where you have water. It says it was waters above, there was waters below. So Shemayim. Rashi says in, in the Torah, Shemayim, lift up the water. Shemayim, Ramban says, Shemayim, the name of water. Anyway, so water. Single that is heaven, right? Bryce says, Shemayim is fire and water. Hashem mixed fire and water together and he made a uh, made heaven. When we were traveling on the road, on Yishmoel said to him, to Rabbi Kiva, you, Rabbi Kiva, you studied 22 years of the Nochem Mishgamzu, the famous Nochem Mishgamzu. He would expound every S in the Torah. He would come to teach me something, to include something. What did he, how did he expound S.H. Why S.H. the heaven and the earth? What's it coming to add? On Malay, Rabbi Kiva answered, If the Torah would only say Shemayim Vodas without the S, he said, I would say, The heaven is the name of Hashem. In the beginning of everything, Hashem is heaven, created. People make a mistake. I would think that spirituality is God. That's the problem with all religions. All religions confuse spirituality with God. Love, philosophy, meditation, spirituality. That's not God. Just like you understand that this physical table is not God, so too the spiritual is not, is, is not God. I mean, right, but is just like it's an equally, Hashem created it, just like created the material, the physical, He also created the spiritual. That's it. Eser Shemayim Esaretz. We continue on side B. Esaretz Lamali. So why do you need Esaretz Lamali? Okay, Eser Shemayim is enough. So the key answer, Lahakim Shemayim Laaretz. The second S 
is to teach me that first heaven and then earth. If it would have said, I could say they were both created at the same time, like the rabbis. That's what he says. It was two different times. And then the Torah says the earth was First the Torah says and then others. So why does he immediately start with the audits? First he should start describing what happened in Shemayim with the creation of Shemayim. Immediately he goes boom. He goes right to audits. Isn't that in Pirkei Avos? And the first first thing first, and then the second thing then. What's the answer? The parable is for a king who told his servants. Come early tomorrow, meet me at my door. The king woke up, came early, and he found that the women and the men, everyone is there, standing at the door. Who is he going to praise? Those who don't usually come early and are up early. It wasn't even a kiddush yet, and here they are, standing at the door, bright and early. So the heavens are like the servants. They're, they're used to waking up early. But the female, the female servants, and we're used to waking up so early. So surely the king is going to praise them first, because you know the earth is much more sluggish than the heavens and the. So therefore, therefore, Hashem first praises the earth. The Torah first describes the earth because it's so much more praiseworthy when a person, a human being in this world, in this false and deceitful world. And nevertheless, we also praise Hashem and serve Hashem like the angels. It's much more worthy and much more. Praiseworthy. Woe to the people who see many of these and don't realize what they're seeing. Who stand, they don't realize what they're standing on. Because it's hard, it's on my methods. What does the earth stand on? On the pillars. It says, Amargis, Eretz, Mimkema. It says in Eve and Job that he shakes the earth from its place and its pillars tremble. So, so the world is standing on pillars. What do the what do the pillars stand on? On water. It says in Psalm. The waters stand upon the mountain. It says in Psalm, on the mountains, the water stands. The mountains stand upon the wind. The spirit. It says in Ames and Prophet Ames, he behold, he forms the mountains and he creates the spirit. Ruach Bissada, the wind stands upon the storm. Shanema Ruasada, it says in Tehillim 148, Ruasada, the wind, the storm does its bidding. Sada, Tulib, Israel, Shalakazabada, for the storm is suspended from the arms of Hashem. Shanema Metachas Reis Elam, it says in Deuteronomy, Metachas Reis Elam, at the end of Deuteronomy, from beneath. Are the arms of the world? Hashem is the arms of the world. 
Achamim and the rabbis say regarding the pillars, Ashnei Masar Abudim Medes. There stands the twelve pillars. He sets the borders of the nations according to the number of the children of Yidin, the ten tribes, the twelve pillars. The Shem Mother says, Shiva Mudim, seven pillars, Nemechatz, Mamata Shiva. It says in Proverbs, Shlema Mela says, she carved out its seven pillars, one pillar, and he is the righteous person. It says, in Proverbs, the tzaddik is the foundation of the whole world. Okay, so we have an argument. What's the pillar? How many pillars uphold the whole world? So what? So he says, people. You know, we we take our existence for granted. We don't even question our existence. We don't even realize what's supporting, what's upholding. You know, especially today with modern physics, you really appreciate it. There's nothing here, really. <laughs> Everything is atoms. And the atom is 99.9% empty. Nothing here. We're standing on nothing. It <laughs> swirls so quickly that it creates a sense of solidity. And so we don't even realize how, how fragile or how, how nothing we are. We just, we just go about our lives and we take everything for granted. Now, what about the limit, the above us, the two heavens? It says, It says in Deuteronomy, to Hashem, your God is the heaven and the heaven of heaven. So you see, two heavens, he mentions two heavens. There's seven heavens. He lists them. Vilain, Rakia, Shakim, Zavul, Mo'in, Mo'in, and Ladova is literal translation. A curtain, a sky, Shrakim is a mill, you grind, Zvul is a residence, a home, Mo'in is an abode, Mo'in is an arsenal, Ladova is planes, planes. Is that the same Ravel we have? Ladova and a, pl- a plane, a plane uh, open, you know. The Ben Yoda says they're not arguing. He's just Rabbi Huda is saying there's two categories of heaven. Everyone holds the seven heavens. No one argues the seven heavens. It's, it's like a fact. But he's just arguing. He's putting it into two categories. There's the heavens that we see, the stars and the moon, you know, the galaxy, everything that we can see, the physical, and then the spiritual heavens. But he's getting specifically it's seven heavens. So he says, the first heaven, the curtain, doesn't serve any purpose. It enters in the morning and emerges emerges to cover the sky in the evening. It renews the work of creation every day. Every day when it's rolled up, it allows the light to emerge. We see the light, and then when it's covered, it covers up the light. So, like every day, it's like a new day. It's like a brand new creation. The sun comes out, like a brand new day, a brand new creation. It says in Isaiah, who spreads the heaven like a thin curtain and stretches them like a tent to dwell in it, to dwell in Rakia, the sky in the heaven. They have the sun and the moon and the stars. And constellations are fixed. As it says in the beginning of Genesis, Hashem created a place there. 
in the heavens, the luminaries, shakim, mills is the third heaven, shabbat, the chayim, days. There's millstones with techness, monlet, tzadikim, they grind the manna for the righteous. Shalem, it says in Tehillim, Psalm 78, he commanded the mills above, he opened the doors of heaven, and it rained down the manna. Zavul, the residence of the fourth heaven, Shabbat Yerushalayim, based on Mignesh, there you have the heavenly city of Yerushalayim. There's a parallel Jerusalem, a Jerusalem, a heavenly Jerusalem, and a heavenly temple, a holy temple, and the built altar. Michal, Saragod, Leimel of Makalov, Karvin, Michal, the great prince, he is like the Kayan, he's offering the offerings. And what are the offerings? What offerings does he offer in Shemayim? Says these are the, the souls of the righteous. When a righteous person passes away, he's the offering that's offered in Shemayim. As it says in Kings, Shlema Melo says, I built for you a house of residence for you and the foundation for your dwelling forever. So forever means like even in, even when the physical temple is destroyed, but the the the, the, the spiritual temple, the heavenly temple, is always there. How do we know that the residence is called Zavul, is called heaven? So it says, Abet Mishamayim says he called it Zavula. So he says, Abet Mishamayim Isaiah says, Look down from heaven and see, from your residence of holiness and splendor. So look down from heaven. So Zavul is heaven. Moin, an abode, is the fifth heaven. There you have the ministering angels, the groups of ministering angels who utter song at night. That's where the angels live. This is the base on Big Zavul. That's where Hashem's main house is. That's 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 the that's the uh, the fourth heaven. But the fifth heaven, that's where the angels live. But they keep silent during the day. I respect for the Yidden, for the Jewish people. Because the Jewish people sing Hashem's praises during the day, in the davening. Right, so, so if the angels would sing, then it would outshine the Jewish people. So therefore, they keep silent, out of respect for the Jewish people. But at night, when the Jewish people are sleeping, that's when the angels sing. But it says in Psalm 42, that in the day Hashem will command His loving kindness, that he's silent, the angels are silent, so He allows us to praise Him. And at night for Him, His song is, is with me in heaven. Instead of going to the nightclubs at night or to the theater, He's engaging in Torah at night or Netflix, He's less Hashem will. Uh, and down with charm during the day. It says, During the day, in the day, Hashem will command this charm. Why? Because why? Why will Hashem command this charm to him during the day? Because at night, Hashem says, He was with me. He sang my song. He was learning Torah at night. Whoever engages Tate in this world, which is like at night time, he'll be blessed in the future in the world to come.
what do you do when you're home alone at night? There's no shiurim, you're alone, the windows are closed, the curtains are closed. If learning Torah by you, is that your essence? Or is that something that you do, an activity? I've done my shir, I've done my quarter, now I can relax and do what I want. You know, let me read, entertainment. At night, tells me, what is the essence of a person? If Torah is who I really am, no one around, no one is looking, no one is watching, I'm alone, how am I going to spend my time? You learn Torah at night, this tells me that this is, the Ramam says, the crown of Torah, the essence of Torah, this tells me that this is for real. That you and Torah have become one. So then you have all the charm, all the blessings of Hashem. Okay, let's conclude. Amr Ablevi, Ablevi says, Whoever desists from learning Torah, engages instead of idle chatter, they will feed him long burning coals, wood coals, made out of rosum wood. Does anyone know what rosum tree is? A rosum tree, it appears to be the coal is extinguished and yet it keeps on burning. It keeps on burning. He was learning Torah. So you thought that his Yetzirah is gone. All of a sudden, he starts schmoozing. He stops and starts. You see that the Yetzirah was there all along. <laughs> Suddenly it appears. Just like the, uh, the Reisim coal, which appears to be extinguished. And then all of a sudden, you realize it's still on fire. Okay. Now it says, Akhoitvim Maluach Halisiyah. It says in Job, in here, those who are brutes. Those who uproot Akhoitvim. Maluach. The tablet like like a luach, the tablet like words, alesia, the way of engaging in chatter. Eventually, the root of raisin calls will be their meal. How do we know that this abode, the fifth abode, is called Moin, is called heaven? It says, It says, Gaze down from your holy abode from the heavens. So you see, Moin, Moin is called Shemayim, his heaven, one of the heavens. It says in Deuteronomy, in Parshki Savit, Machin, the sixth heaven, the arsenal, where they keep the storage place, they keep Sheleg, the snow, Oitzris, Barod, and, and the storehouse of hail. And also the attic full of destructive dews. There's such a thing as destructive dews, and the attic full of beads of water. A chamber for whirlwinds and storms. I guess tornadoes and, 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 and hurricanes, a mother shall and a cave of vapor, with say and age, and the floor, doors of all these rooms are fire. We ask that Hashem, in Deuteronomy, Hashem should open up, Moshe says Hashem should open for you the storehouses of good. That means the storehouses of opposite of good. It's not good, tribulation. But ask Hani Isnu, all these things are in heaven. Hani Isnu, they're all on earth. And see, it says, Hallo Hashem in It says in Psalm, Praise Hashem from the earth. Haninim is the sea giants and all the watery depths. Eish butter, fire and hail. Shalag Vikita, snow and vapor. Stormy wind. Eish of the body, fulfill Hashem's wisdom. So they're all on earth. Mina Aret. It says clearly it's in the earth. It's really there in heaven. But David, in Tillim, asked Hashem that he should bring it down to earth. He said, David said before Hashem, the master of the universe. You're not a God who desires wickedness. Evil does not dwell with you. 
This is in Psalm. This is in Psalm. Tzadikat. You are, you are a righteous. Don't keep evil things with you. Don't keep it in heaven with you. Bring it down to earth. How do we know that this machin is called this, this storage place is called heaven? It says, It says in the book of Kings, may you hear from heaven, and ask, may you hear from heaven, the foundation of your habitation. Okay, Adavis, the last heaven, the seventh heaven. Righteousness, justice, and charity. Treasuries of life, treasuries of peace, and treasuries of blessing. Yeah, they can use the treasuries of peace right now in Russia and Ukraine. And the souls of the righteous. And all the souls and the spirits that were destined to be created. And the do with which Hashem is going to resurrect the dead. And righteousness and justice. How do we know this? It says in Psalm 89, Righteousness and justice are your throne's foundations. Tzedakah, how do we know this? It says, And it says that he put on his tzedakah like armor. It says in Isaiah, Ginzichayim, treasures of life, it says, it says in Psalm 36, with you is the source of life. Beginzichayim, treasures of peace, it says, it says, Hashem Shalem, Hashem called Shalem to be next to him. This is. It says in, 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 in the, the book of Judges, Hashem called Shalom to be with him. It says, it says in Psalm 24, He receive a blessing from Hashem. The souls of the righteous, it says, It says in Samuel, that the uh, Abigail said to David, may, may, the Lord, may the Lord's soul be bound up in the bound of life with Hashem. And all the spirits and souls of people that will be created to see it says in Isaiah, not forever will I contend, nor will I be forever angry. When the spirit that envelops them is from above me, and I made their souls, Hashem says, I'm not going to be forever angry at you because your spirit is mine. And the do with which Hashem is going to resurrect the dead, as it says in the Pasuk, it says in Psalm 68, and the is a generous rain you lavished on them. Your heritage was, was, was tired and weary. Atechananti, you established it firmly. They were also in this play, and you also have a Fanim and Srofim, all the holy angels. I covered the throne of glory. And the king, the living God, who's exalted and uplifted, rest in amongst them. Shnemer it says, it says in Psalm, Seilu l'reichev, Ba'rovez b'yutke shmo, b'kosh shmo. It says in Psalm 68, that 
extol him or rides upon the plains. Badovis, that's the plains. With his name called. How do we know the plains are called Shemayim? It's a heaven. We arrive riding and riding. Here it says, and extol him for the one who rides on the plain. And it says in Deuteronomy, Rechiv Shamayim Bezrecha, he rides upon heavens to help you. And Rishlaka says, and darkness, clouds, and thick clouds surround him. Shnemet says, Yashis. Cheshech Sisrei, Svivesev Sukhasei. It says in Psalm, Psalm 18, that he made darkness his concealment, and around him the shelter, the darkness of water, the clouds of heaven. Is any darkness before heaven? it says, "Who goli Hashem reveals the deep and the mysterious. There's no darkness. There's no secrets for Hashem. It says in in, in Daniel and Daniel, Yoda He knows that in the darkness and the and the light dwells with him. There's always light. There's no darkness. And how can you say Hashem has darkness around him? It's not a contradiction. Oh, we continue at 13a. The inner chambers versus the outer chambers. <clears throat> when he says darkness surrounds him, it's talking about the outer chamber. The inner chamber. In the chamber, there is no, is no darkness. Everyone have a wonderful day.